Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sanity Sessions. I'm your host, Clint Sabom, and if you like our podcast, please subscribe. Please give us a five-star review on the iTunes and Apple Podcasts. That helps us go up in the rankings and reach more people. And I thank all of y'all, as always, for listening and tuning in. And today's episode is a lesson or insights into social anxiety and the core beliefs underneath social anxiety. And the idea here, like many of the episodes I do myself, is that there's core beliefs underlying our feelings. And it's often our core beliefs in our thinking that actually throws our emotional well-being off and out of whack. And by changing our core beliefs and challenging our irrational beliefs and negative beliefs, we actually can shift our feelings and feel better. And that definitely applies to social anxiety because there are irrational beliefs underneath social anxiety that um, basically make it worse and bring it on and, you know, get us avoiding social situations altogether. And um, it's really a kind of pressure, you know, and a kind of perfectionism that we put on ourselves and put on other people. You know, the answer to social anxiety is self-acceptance and other acceptance, accepting that we're imperfect and other people are imperfect. And not doing that leads to social anxiety. So the, you know, the core beliefs under social anxiety is, are, are usually things like I must be liked by others or I'm, I'm unlikable. Um, I must prove that I'm socially competent or else I'm no good. I must show how bright I am or I'm stupid. I must not appear different or else I'm a leper, you know, just a pariah if, if I appear different in any way. I must not act stupid. I must not be awkward. I must be smooth and suave. I must avoid being the center of attention and it's awful to stand out. It's all these kind of think pressure that underneath we're putting on ourselves, which makes the social situation even more overwhelming, you know, because there's so much pressure that it must go well and I must not act stupid and I must, you know, not be rejected and I must be liked by everybody. And the fact that somebody may not like me is just intolerable. When the truth is, some people are going to like you, some won't. Just because some don't like you doesn't mean others won't like you. Everybody's a little awkward at times. Everybody's a little stupid. Other people can are usually just stuck in their own stuff. It's not personal. And, you know, we're going to be awkward at times. And that's just kind of part of normal human interaction for everybody, a little bit of awkwardness. So what does challenging these beliefs look like? What are the mantras um, 
and affirmations you can give yourself to kind of shift the social anxiety issue. And um, some of these would be things like, although I prefer to be liked by others, I don't have to be. It's commonplace that some people will like you and some won't, you know. Um, the dislike of others is unpleasant, but it's not a horror show that some people don't like you and they just be a little unpleasant. It doesn't obliterate all of life, you know, and it's actually inevitable. There's always going to be some that like you and some that don't, you know, I mean, just look at celebrities that have everything. There's haters of all celebrities that hate certain celebrities, even though, they're A-list celebrities. There's plenty of people out there, even more people out there than the average person that don't like them. Um, and some people not liking you doesn't mean that all of them will not like you. And then, then you can even go to the worst case scenario and say, well, look, even if no one likes me, there's still ways for me to enjoy myself with my own work, my own hobbies, my own solitary interests. There's still things I can do just by myself. Even if no one likes me at all, there's things I can do myself to just be happy alone. Um, and that can be a comfort, being and getting more comfortable with just being by yourself and finding things for your own enjoyment. Um and, you know, because even if no one likes you, you can learn to accept yourself. You can still accept yourself regardless of whether others accept you or don't accept you. And honestly, I don't think it's that people really are accepting you or not accepting you. I think most people are concerned about themselves and they're more concerned about what you're thinking of them <laughs> than they are putting a judgment on you. I mean, most people are pretty self-absorbed. They're worried about how they're coming across. You know, they're worried about what's going on with them and probably not even paying as much attention to you. So, yeah, but I mean, being comfortable in um, your solitude and being alone and realizing there's plenty of ways to enjoy life, even with no friends, even with no friends, there's plenty of ways to still enjoy life, you know, and that's probably not going to go to that extreme. But even if it does, worst case scenario, you know, you don't have to live a miserable existence. And rejection doesn't mean you're worthless. It's just an indication of somebody else's taste. Even if they do reject you, it's just an indication of one person's taste. It doesn't obliterate your entire worth. And th those can all seem like common sense. They can all seem like just, well, of course, but knowing that doesn't help. But it's really continuing to challenge the negative beliefs I mentioned with the, you know, replacement beliefs that I just mentioned. It's continually challenging those in our head. And it takes practice and it takes time to challenge these beliefs and shift our emotions. It can seem like, well, at first this just seems kind of like intellectual. It's not really going to matter because my social anxiety so much or my depression so much. But by continuing to challenge those core beliefs underneath, 
over time, you know, it will shift, but you know, it's something that you have to continually do. So, you know, if you need to listen to this episode again and take notes of the negative beliefs and take notes of the kind of replacement new philosophies, um, do it. And if you need to continue to challenge it to face your social anxiety, do it and continually challenge your thinking on this and that will eventually shift you. And um, this this episode um, is influenced a lot by uh, a good book I read recently called Three Minute Therapy by Michael Edelstein. And I'll put a link below to that um, in the show notes. And that's a good um, that's a good book on challenging some of these beliefs. And, um, you know, has a chapter on social anxiety um, that talks about a lot of this stuff. And the final, you know, piece on this is you could even give yourself a kind of paradoxical uh, exercise, sorry, a paradoxical exercise where, you know, go into a social situation and give yourself permission to be as awkward as possible. Or just act as awkward as possible, you know, and realize that it's not going to destroy everything. Go ahead and just give yourself permission to be awkward and act as awkward as possible. And, you know, that could get over the fear of having to appear smooth or having to appear okay. Just give yourself permission to go ahead and be awkward. I mean, a lot of social anxiety Um, A lot of the way around it is just give yourself permission to be awkward. Give yourself permission to not be liked by some people. Give yourself permission to, you know, not always act cool and suave. And giving yourself that permission can help, you know, get over it and just, you know, realize there's going to be awkwardness at times. And it sounds like it's all easier said than done. But it's really a matter of kind of continually, continually reminding yourself of these things that that can help and help shift it. So anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode and um, I hope all of y'all have a great day and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.